Hi, I'm Vicki Black, and you're listening to From Nothing to Profit. Welcome to From Nothing to Profit, a photographer's podcast with Matt and Kaya, where each week they talk to photographers about what is working in their business now so you can swipe those ideas and grow your business faster. Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to the podcast today. And we are so excited to have Vicki Black here. She is the, uh, 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 I don't know what to call you, the owner, the the person who birthed a senior style guide. And that is the premier senior photography Instagram account. And uh, she does so much education for photographers. And uh, we're so excited to have you here today, Vicki, because, uh, oh, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're leaving this in, Kaya. This is awesome. <laughs> I'll close it. <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, multitasking. We won't do that again. Um, so, Vicki, we're so excited to have you here today because our podcast is about taking your business from nothing to profit. And there are so many photographers out there that uh, we think uh, you can really help because you know so much about the business as a whole. And uh, so we want to hear from you today. Can you tell us just a little bit of the, your backstory, how you got started, what you do as a photographer and in the photography industry? Sure. Thank you for having me. I started out as the everything photographer. Um, I just wanted to take photographs. I wasn't really, I was being in my mind creative. I wasn't focusing on the actual business, which I think a lot of us fall privy to in this industry. Um, I photographed everything. I started out in a dog bakery. Even I did weddings. I did babies. I did families, you name it. I photographed it until I photographed my first senior and then I fell in love and I was splitting it at that point between weddings and seniors. And I didn't know exactly how to get more seniors, but I knew I had to, I knew that's where my heart was. Um, and so at that point I decided, okay, I'm going to learn as much as I can about the senior industry. There wasn't a lot to learn. So I created senior style guide. And at the time it was a blog in July of 2011, I launched the first post and I wanted to feature photographers all over the world, but I didn't know how to get them to submit to me. There wasn't anything like this. And so I just started reaching out. I started doing like grassroots marketing, Google searches, Arizona senior photographer, and just contacting people. And a lot of people told me no, because there wasn't anything like this. But then the ones that did started the foundation of the community and it, it grew the following year to a magazine and my senior business evolved as a result. Um, we just kind of senior style guide and my senior photography business grew side by side. And so here we are today. Yeah. So, and I, and I, I didn't ever really knew it much as the blog. I knew it more as the magazine and then found out through the magazine, you know, and since from the magazine um, that it was, it was the blog in the community. And then uh, obviously the Instagram, um, huge Instagram account now. So it's just really interesting to see kind of how it's evolved over the years. And you obviously, you do a wonderful job and we, you know, everyone in the industry obviously appreciates all the hard work you put in. It's, it's not just myself. There, there are some amazing behind the scenes heroes that are working with our Instagram, working on the blog, working in the community who just pop in and share. I mean, all these industry leaders share their expertise. So it's not, it's not a one person thing. It's a collective. And, and you have you know, a face, you have a Facebook group as well? Yes, we do. Okay. Yeah. 
You know what I would love, Vicki, is like on your, maybe on your stories is highlighting the people that help make Senior Style Guide happen. Yes, we have done that from time to time. And we have some that want to remain anonymous. Oh, and I just want to shout them yeah. from the rooftops, but that makes sense. Yeah. Those are, those are the people that really actually want to be talked about, but they're like, no, no, no. Keep me <laughs> well, they and, and you're like, you're so hard to navigate because you're telling me one thing, but I feel like you're saying another. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, awesome. Okay. So what, what's the newest, latest, greatest thing in senior style guide? Like what, where are you guys kind of focused or what are you, where are you moving or passionate about or what's going on? Just keep it. Tell us right. the update. Right now, it's the Hot 100. This time of year, it's Hot 100, Hot 100, Hot 100. It is uh, the top senior photographers across the globe. This will be our seventh year for the contest, and it's crazy. Um, Our leading legends judges are gearing up and for the deadline of November 1st. You still have time to enter um, for all the images that they're going to have to pour through and fight for, cause they actually have to get on a Skype call with me and I just moderate it and they fight for their images. And the last, the last one last year was over five hours to narrow down the winners. Um, wow, they that's amazing. That's amazing. and they are just, they're looking for the best images. So, and so, and you're trying to do a hundred photographers, not necessarily a hundred images, right? That's the goal. Right. And then this year we added, uh, well, we've always had icon status. So say there's 10 categories, say that a photographer takes more than one category, then their categories go silent and they're the hot 100 winner. And then they're awarded icon status. Yeah. You've got to pull them out and feature them a little bit separately. Yes. And so that made sense because I remember when you first did that, because there were a couple of people that were like dominating every category and it was kind of nice to pull them out. And then it allowed other people to bubble up that had been, you know, Exactly. Been in that category, but weren't getting the recognition because other people were dominating it. So, And this year we took it a step further. Every year we're listening and trying to evolve it because it is a huge image contest for the industry. Um, this year we added photography influencer. So if you take five or more spots, you are bumped from icon to photography influencer and you'll be in a separate issue of the magazine. And then when the judges are done, we're opening it up to the community to vote. And there's going to be 25 community choice awards winners. Oh, that's really cool. So how are you logistically a little bit, you don't have to go into the weeds too much, but so, um, so the, the judges will kind of narrow it down so that there's not, you know, they will pick their winners. They will pick the hot 100 photographers. They will pick icon status and they'll pick photography influencers. Okay. And from that. Separate than that, from, from that same group or separate from that? From that whole group. Last year, there were over 8,000 images submitted. So they will pick from however many images that are submitted. And then all of those images, I'll have the results on lock. I will not release them yet. And then for two weeks, all of those images will be opened back up to the public to vote. The 8,000 or the one? All of them. Oh, wow. Okay, and cool. Oh my gosh. Submitted you will be able to vote on and you will pick 25 community choice awards winners. So you could essentially enter one contest and win four times this year. That's really cool. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. Cause I think, and I think that's a good move. I don't know for your sanity, if it's a good move, but um, for kind of when I think about um, what I would like to see in these contests and stuff like that, that makes a lot of sense, you know? It's, so. it's what you guys want. Every year I let you pick who the judges are and I have let the hot 100 be molded into what the community and the industry is desiring. Yep, that's really cool. Um, okay. So 
yeah, I mean that. So that's the latest and greatest. What what else? Anything else that you guys are working on or thinking about doing? And and separate than the Hot 100. I mean, this is you're, I mean, this is a year round thing. You know that you're doing. If people, I'm just kind of updating our audience because not everybody's you know may may have heard of this or seen. Right. Seen it. No. No. Totally. Right now, uh, this week, we're getting ready to announce our next Midwest meetup. We did our first one in August in Kentucky, and it was a hit. And so I'm just kind of traveling and coming to everybody to do these little meetups with a speaker and a shootout at the end. And it seems to be very well received. We're also in the process this week of getting contracts out to our PUSH 2020 speakers. So our conference will be announced next month and the lineup in our new location. So we're very excited. We're moving push for the first time in five years. It's always been in the Midwest, so it will not be in the Midwest this year. Mm-hmm. Will it What's still good? be in the same time frame of the year? No, we're going to do it November 7th, 8th, and 9th of 2020. Oh, that's so nice. I, I My family vacation falls along the week that you guys do it. And so I've always been like, I can't go because I'm with my family. So it's- all yeah. in the same week, same place, same week. And we have five years that it's sold out. And so now we are moving it. Yeah. Which I'm sure is like probably a little stressful, but I think it, that'll be good. So it's time. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. So, um, so speaking of education and stuff like that, one of the things that you and I were talking about before we hit record on the podcast is you were talking about this whole, your like this passion you have about making the industry more all-inclusive and helping each other and stuff like that. Um, Do you mind getting back on that soapbox for a second and kind of just talking about kind of what your goal is with education and senior style guide and all that different things and what you're trying to accomplish? Sure. I'm happy to, and you can hit me up with any questions. You can stop me. Um, The goal from the beginning was to bring everybody together. That was my naive goal in July of 2011. Today, it's still my same goal. I feel like it, they, they're called different things. There's camps, there's schools, there's this, there's that. There's, I mean, I've been called old school, new school, whatever. I, I'm tired of all the different camps and things. I think we just need to come together and, and work and labels. together. And what? I'm sorry? And, and labels, you know, like people yeah, want to I mean, just label people. Yeah. Yeah. And we have created a community just because I was never the cool kid in high school. So I don't let people be mean or rude in senior style guide in our community. You can go in and it's your safe place to ask questions. And, and that's what I want to cultivate and put out there. So there's my idealistic goal. Yeah. And so, I mean, where do you think, okay, feel free to jump in whenever you want, but I mean, I agree that like it does, I don't know if it's, if it's niche or, I mean, what, where, where do you think some of the, these things that you're, these barriers you're trying to break down come from, you know, like, I mean, I, I don't no know idea. if you'll ever, ever win and include everybody, but like, you know, what, what do you think if you were to give someone advice, cause you thought that they were not being inclusive and helping people or whatever, what, what would you, what would you tell them or something? You know, it's kind of a deep question, but I would, it is at, at the end of the day, I would say it's not about you as a person. It's about the community as a whole. Okay. That's, I mean, that's where I'm coming from. Yeah. And I don't know where the origin is of this. That is the million dollar question. If I could break it down and figure it out, then, then it would be solved. We would be on our way tackling the next conundrum that's facing us. Yeah. So 
I want to get on a, on a, a similar but different soapbox real okay. quick if I, if I can have a second. So it's really interesting. One of the things that we're going through in our studio is when we first moved to the town, you know, nobody really wanted to meet with us. Um, and it was not a very healthy place to be competition or, you know, there wasn't a community for photographers. There was a lot of photographers, but nobody really wanted to meet with us. They even have lunch or to help us or anything like that. So it's interesting. I, and this is how this whole thing's evolved. So it kind of frustrated me and I was like, well, okay, if that's the type of people are, I'll just put you out of business. And we did. And so we did that, but it's really interesting now being on the you, backside of it. You just put everyone out of business. Is that what you said, Matt? Yeah. Well, we did. We literally just, we just took everyone's business and they all closed shop. Um, but then being on the backside, it's, I'm, I'm having like another epiphany where there's not a lot of advertising going on for photography right now because our competition isn't doing a lot of advertising. So this whole like raising, you know, like raising tide raises all boats kind of thing, which is, I don't even know if I said that quote right. Um, it's not really helping happening in our community, which is really interesting. So, you know, I, you don't want to be alone, you know, cause it's a lonely place, but it also, it's not good for business to be alone either. It's actually probably better to have some competition to keep you sharp and stuff like that, but we can, we can help each other. And I think that's the balance that like I constantly struggle with. How do I help people without telling them everything and stuff like that. So how do you see that works like in your community? Like, how do you see that play out? The way I look at that is that they're not me. At the end of the day, they're not me. So if you're talking about with my photography business, I'm in a town of 8,500 and there's probably 22 photographers. Um, At the end of the day, they're not going to do things the way I do it. And I'm not going to do things the way they do it. And I'm selling a unique experience with me. And so that's what they're buying, you know, yes. and they'll, they'll pick you for some reason they didn't pick other people. And then there'd be other people that will pick somebody else because they, they felt exactly. more of a connection with them. And you're always going to have the person that's shopping purely on price who just doesn't care. They're not your client. If that's how you have your business set up, if you're going for, to get everybody and have the the cheapest price point, then yeah, maybe they are. But if you're, you're looking to sell an experience or something unique that is to you, or you have a unique style, then that's what you go with. You, you do you and the noise will fade away. Yeah, that's really good. Kaya, what questions do you have for Vicki? Well, I think one of the, a couple of our questions that we ask all of our photographers, because I know Vicki that you are also a photographer too, um, one of them is, uh, what are you most excited about in the industry? Like, what do you like, or I, th- I think both most excited about in a positive way and then most gets you riled up in a negative way, which we may have talked about a little bit already. I am most excited about how the portraits are changing. Senior portraits are changing. They're evolving to destinations. They're evolving to a more a higher fashion feel, a more editorial feel. Um, we're seeing people breaking out from just what's been going on in the industry for years and they're just trying new things. And I'm very excited. There's just so many new photographers out there that are changing the landscape. Yeah. That, and I agree with that. And not to plug another conference, um, you know, because push is the best, but, um, <laughs> but, um, Kaya, were you at Sync a couple years ago and Darty did like a slideshow of evolution of senior pictures and like um, 
he had like a bunch from like the seventies and eighties as well. Were you I there for that year? No, I don't think so. It was, it was wild to see the evolution, but I, I tell you that story because I feel like that was like three years ago, maybe. And if we did, if he added more pictures now, again, I think there would be another shift, which I would never, you know, you think about things in terms of decades, but I mean, I think the shift just in the last three years has been huge. And maybe even in the last year has been even big as well. Almost oh, definitely. It has totally done a 360 in the last year and a half. Yeah. What would you say has changed? Just like, just like you said, like the fashion and travel. The inspiration. And that um, we have artists like Thomas Wynn who are changing angles and perspectives and um, editing styles. We're seeing a shift in editing styles. There's just so much. The, the entire portrait experience, in my opinion, has changed. Yeah, that's really... That's really interesting for sure. And, and I, I think that's kind of what we hear in all the podcasts we record is everyone kind of sees these little tweaks and changes for sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And then is what gets you fired up in a negative way? Like what makes you worried for the industry or what, what are you mo- most concerned about? I am most concerned about how, People are approaching the industry. A lot of people are afraid, and I'm, t- I'm choosing my words carefully because this is yeah. kind of, it's a hot button for me. So that's why I'm taking a little pause here. <laughs> uh, I don't think that that it's as regarded as highly as it should be. A lot of people in 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 speaking with them at events and things have you know just they're just embarrassed to say I'm a photographer. Yeah. Because everyone's sister and uncle is one. It's an art form. So it's a job. It's a business. And I think it comes from that whole creative mindset where you don't want to incorporate the business as much. It's harder for us to incorporate the business. So we don't value it. We are, we're devaluing it as we introduce ourselves. And it's such a basic thing, but that's my big thing that gets me going. So. Yeah. And and we've had some experiences like that in the last couple of years. And I don't, I don't know how to navigate them again. I want to choose my words carefully too, but we've been at some weddings um, where we, we've talked to people and we're like, yeah, you know, we're photographers, either we're working or we're just, you know, attending. And like, yeah, they're the way they talk about that is really interesting. And like, I feel like I almost have to defend it a little bit. Um, it's like, well, no, 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 no. You don't understand. Like, I make a, a living and I make really great money doing this. You know, it's not like it's a hobby or something like that. And it's really interesting to see how some of that has shifted over, over time. And I don't, I don't know where I stand on it. You know, I don't know how I, how I feel about it, but I just know it's, it, it's, it's shifting for sure. Well, your business is only as highly regarded as you regard it. So that's like the quote of the year, Kaya. <laughs> well, that's just how I feel. It, yeah, you know, no, it's It's good. It's good. And so that's, that's my thing. That's my one thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's really good. So, um, uh, another of our questions we ask people, and I, I know that you, you know, are uh, creating and promoting education, um, for people to purchase, but what do you, uh, suggest if, if you had a thousand dollars or someone that you were, uh, talking to had a thousand dollars in the photography industry, what would you suggest that they spend it on? In-person education. In-person education, so yes. not online education. Well, no, there's online is great, but you said you had a thousand dollar budget. So uh-huh. yeah, 
Um, I would do either a mentorship with someone who you admire and want to learn from, and you know that their business is going in the direction that you want yours to go, or I would attend a conference. So thousand dollars. Right. And, and that's kind of where I'm stuck. Like, so I've been thinking a lot about getting a mentor lately just for fresh ideas and a perspective and stuff like that. And I just am having a hard time trying to figure out who it should be and what questions I should ask them to make sure that I don't get into this uh, mentorship and find out that, you know, they don't necessarily have the business that I want to create or whatever. So, I mean, either one of you, you could, either one of you guys give me advice about like how you would go about finding a mentor, you know, or something like that. You don't want to be bamboozled. That's at the end of the day you want to. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to go into a situation and then I find out like, Oh, you know, you, you don't actually take that much money home or whatever. You know, I want, I want to elevate my business. So. I can tell you hands down, I attended, Oh, I want to say it was in 2013, June of 2013. I attended the kitchen sink workshop that Amanda Holloway puts on. And I am guilty. You get, what you implement. I, the things I have implemented, the first sale, I, I raised my income significantly. If I would have implemented everything, I, I have no idea where my business would be today, but everything I have done from that, I still keep the book. It's like 300 pages. I still reference it from time to time. So I feel like that was an amazing experience. And I know several people who have attended and had the same experience. I, I actually, I don't know anybody who hasn't. So there's yeah, a, so it's just, I think it's, it's just finding the right person, right? Yeah, And that was what was right for me. Yeah. You have to find what's right for you. If, you know, if you're looking for a social media based mentorship, then you want to find a photographer who is killing the social media game, marketing, editing, whatever you're looking for. I think that's a good way to think about it. Yeah. Like maybe my, maybe I'm trying, maybe I'm stuck is because I'm trying to find a mentor that does everything. Right. And I don't need to do that. I can just say, Hey, I want to up my, I want to up my social media game. Okay. Who's crushing on social media. And then that's the only thing we talk about is like, just show me how you're doing social media. That makes, I, that makes more sense. So maybe I I'm making it too overwhelmed. So anymore. So I have to focus on one thing. <laughs> that's and so true. It. I mean, there's oh. so much coming at us right now. Let's just be honest. We can't keep up. Oh, we've got to do the scheduling. We've got to do social media. Oh, there's a new app. Oh, well, now we have to edit. We have to, you know, figure it out. You've got, you know, I'm doing a lot of outsourcing. I outsource my editing and it's saved my life. You know, you just have to do what you have to do to make yeah, that it sense. work and make it successful at the end of the day. Okay. So the follow-up question on that first thousand dollars that you're going to spend that you said okay. you would go do in-person education or face-to-face, -face, whatever you called it. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so, now, so now you have a, now you have a thousand dollars. What would, what, what would you be careful not to spend it on? I mean, you know, maybe you'd be tempted to spend it on, or you see photographers tempted to spend it on something and you're like, no, I probably shouldn't. Cause that's not going to actually move the needle in my business. I would want the technique for certain. I would want to make sure that the marketing, the business was solid. So I don't think I, I don't know. What wouldn't I spend it on? I mean, a lot of people say like people spend too much money on gear and stuff like that. So, well, you need gear 
So yeah. if you're lacking in gear, then you would have to spend it. But if you're not, then I would say no. Um, it, it's anything, insert any word, anything that you're not lacking in, I wouldn't go buy like the latest, greatest of it. I would make sure that your bottom line is solid and that your technique is solid. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I peer what I feel like you're saying, Vicki, is that you really want to assess where your needs are in your business and try to meet those needs with whatever you're doing. Exactly. So I, I hear what I'm hearing you say is just be really thoughtful about yeah. where you're at rather than just doing what everyone else is doing. My big thing is be intentional with what yeah. you're doing. Don't just go rogue because you're, I mean, I love that you'd give me a thousand dollars, but don't just go rogue with it. Make it count. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Um, so then some of our other questions, I, I would love to hear like, like books or, um, uh, online resources that you would suggest for our listeners, things that really make a difference for you. Books. Uh, you can ask my book club people. I'm oh, terrible. Yeah. I show up and I'm half the time I haven't got the book read. So books are out for me right now. <laughs> no books. My life is crazy. I show up for the snacks at book club. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> The last book, I watched the movie the morning of, and it, it had a totally different ending. And everybody looked at me like I was an alien because I said, well, I didn't finish it. I watched the movie. <laughs> um, so I would say no to books, but um, I would go listen to podcasts. I mean, again, plugging Senior Style Guide, we have Real Talk. It, you guys have your podcast. Podcasts are great in the industry. I would join a community that you feel welcome in on Facebook because everybody's on Facebook and Facebook doesn't want us to leave ever. They just keep adding more things to keep us there. So I would find a community that you feel like you can make a difference in and, and pour back into it and they'll pour into you. Yeah. I think that's good advice. Like you can go find a community, but if you don't pour into it, you're not going to get much rest. No, and I think if you're a that- lurker, you're not going to get anything. You're not going to even feel like you belong. You're just like peeking behind the curtain. Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of a habit I've gotten into in the last couple of years is I just used to give and give and give. And, you know, I used to be a school teacher and I give and give and give. And then when I left that, I gave and gave and gave. And I've been, I've been reluctant to do some of that stuff online. And I know that actually fills my bucket, but I got to, and I got to find that balance again. Cause mm-hmm. I, you know, if I do the right amount of it, it really makes me happy. But if I, you know, take it too far, then I burn myself out. So, well, and the connections you make, the online connections, if you go to events, they become in person connections and then they become your networking and your support system more so than just online. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll take the next question. So, okay, good. what, What's a personal habit that you have in your life that you think contributes to your success? Okay. And I wanted to ask the same question, but I want to put a caveat with it because having been someone, you know, we've, uh, in my past, we've had organ, we've had organizations for photographers. We've had online, uh, like, um, the, the thing before Facebook group, which is were forums, uh, put out magazines. I've kind of done all the things that you've done. And it's really hard to do. Like, I just, you know, you're talking about Facebook groups and I'm like, I don't want to have a Facebook group that I have to take care of. Like, I don't, I have yeah. a hard time even going to them. So how, like, do you address that with your personal habit? If you're, if you weren't going to, I would like to hear that. 
Can you repeat the question again? Because now I'm lost. <laughs> well, how do you, so Matt was saying, what personal habits do you have that contribute to your success? And I, I would like to know also with that, how do you do everything that you're doing? I know you have people that help you, but still you, it, you have to show up and do the things I'm assuming. Like right. just showing up is so hard. Well, my life is crazy. Um, <laughs> I'll be the first to admit it. It's just, so just embrace the crazy, right? <laughs> I embrace the crazy. Um, the first thing I do in the morning, I look for an Instagram feature. And and with my crazy, I'm usually up at like 5.30 in the morning. So I'll do an Instagram feature before I even get my kids up in the morning. That's my thing. And then Chelsea Taylor does them throughout the day and she does a phenomenal job. Um, and then... It's just whatever is next. I'm trying. This is my goal by the end of the year. Every day I want to be one thing. If that makes sense. So like Monday is Instagram day. Tuesday is email day. Wednesday, you know, and and just fill it in. I want to try to be more streamlined. Um, Outsourcing has saved me. The team that helps me, they keep me on track. Like if I forget, I'll get a text. Hey, you know, you, are you going to post this today or whatever? Cause sometimes I'm just running around and it's just, I just keep showing up. That's what I do. I guess I just keep showing up. I may fail at times, but I'm going to just keep coming back. That's good. And we can't do it all. And that's, that's the problem. I mean, I've, I've done Instagram lives where we've gone on and we've, we've just had real talk about real issues and so many people won't talk about it because we are forced to create this perfectly curated presence and I'm sorry my life's on fire 24 7 I don't have a perfectly curated presence and I'm going to be the first person to admit it well and so uh, I I have my friend and I have been talking about this for a long time for a year so he runs a big social media account um, separate industry in the fly fishing industry and he runs that. And we, I see this with photographers, but I also see it, which is influences in general. And then we see it in the fly fishing industry, like how hard it is for people and how burned out they get to try to have this curated um, image or life online, you know, and they, it really becomes bad. Like it's self-fulfilling um, it's- where I, 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 I mean, I just think we, we talk about how it's going to, it's going to get titled here soon. And it's going to be, you know, diagnosed as, this thing where people just really burn themselves out because they're not having the real conversations about what's actually happening in their life. They're not showing their pants on fire. You know, they're, no. they're, they're just like, all I do is catch giant fish or all I do is take, you know, amazing pictures of, of beautiful high school girls or whatever, you know? And it's like, no, actually you stay up till the middle of the night editing and you know, you drink too much coffee and things like that. And, and the people that can embrace some of that stuff in their life and show that side, I think, actually have a better, healthier relationship with social media. Um, but some people just have to have this super curated. And I just, I, I think that's hard. And that's sometimes why I avoid um, social media and putting stuff up there because I'm like, I don't want to put up anything because I definitely don't want to put up just part of it, the, the story. Well, my second biggest pet peeve to expound upon the first <laughs> is when I meet someone who is not like they are online. <laughs> right. I do not like the bait and switch. I want you to be real. I want you to embrace it. And that, and I think that's why I chose, and I, I kind of can speak for yourself, but I, I chose a podcast as my platform, not a Facebook group, because 
I feel like this uh, podcast is much more raw and, and flowing. And, you know, you can talk about all kinds of different things where a Facebook group, like you don't necessarily want to go in there and, and bring up some of these subjects and it just creates a shitstorm, you know? So, well, true, but you 13, Matt, sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> You're like, Oh no, I'm being real. I'm being real. <laughs> At the end of the day, though, it doesn't matter what platform you have. It's only as raw and real as the person will allow you to see behind the curtain. That's true. It does not matter. And, you know, people just need to put it out there. I mean, I, I did a blog post a couple of years ago that was really well received because I was just tired. I was so tired of it. And I just talked about how I showed up to a session early out of town without my gear and had to contact a local photographer and go to her house and borrow her camera and her memory cards and everything before the client got there. Yeah. People don't talk about that stuff. It's, oh, no. how perfect it is. No, it's not perfect. Well, I wouldn't say that's our day-to-day business, but like that, that right there is an example of things that happen when you're running a business that like, yes. you know, so. Things will happen and we can all learn from each other's mistakes and we can all help each other out. We just have to be transparent, uncomfortable, and vulnerable enough to put it out there. Yeah. And I, I want to say one more thing and then we'll kind of wrap up here in a minute, but I, the other thing I think our industry needs to be careful of is when we're having these discussions like you and I are having now and also when, whatever we're having online, the, the not, there's more than two answers. Raising your average price and getting a contract in place are not the answer to everything going on in our industry. And I feel like that's everything kind of gets pulled that way. It's like, well, if you would just charge more or if you had a contract, everything would be good. And I just think I, I think as an industry, we need to be better about saying like, well, what's really going behind the scenes or behind the curtain, like you said, and how can we actually help these people besides just telling them like, go get a contract, you know? Right. I mean, are they freezing up when they meet the people? Are they, are they telling them they're a photographer? Are they feeling that they can't pull off the job? I mean, there is a multitude of things that can be going on at any given point, but it's knowing the whole story as much of the whole story as we're allowed to know. Right. Um, Kai, what other questions did you want to do off of the lightning oh, no, round? I think that we're we do good. I think this has okay. been fantastic. So, yeah, this is awesome. good. Thank you so much, Vicky, for being on. So, real quick, tell us how people can connect with you. Take some time doing this, you know, because you do have a bunch of platforms. And feel free to push the push conference. I don't know how that one went over, yes, but feel free to promote the push conference also. <laughs> thepushconference.com, seniorstyleguide.com, on Instagram, at seniorstyleguide. If you want your images featured on our Instagram, if you want to catch our attention, use the hashtag seniorstyleguide. Um, follow us. Be part of the conversation. Come to our Facebook group on Facebook called Senior Style Guide. It's a private group. We're very friendly. Like I said, if it, the last, I, I want to say we've only had one person this year who's tried to push the envelope and someone tagged me and I was on it within minutes. They were being nasty and they were banned and deleted. You just, you can't do that. You're not allowed to, you just got to okay. be nice. Be cool. kind. Okay. Um, yeah. And so when is the deadline for the hot 100? November 1st. If you go to seniorstyleguide.com right now, because we're in the process of moving everything, it is the only thing you will see on our blog. It, so you cannot miss it. Seniorstyleguide.com. And you cannot and, and, win and, if you don't enter. So Yeah. And, and, and people can submit as, as many images as they want and stuff like that as well, right? Yep. All the guidelines are there. Okay, All you have perfect. to do is follow the guidelines. Awesome. 
Well, Vicki, thank you so much for being on this. Um, we'd love to have you back um, again in the future because I just think you're such an awesome asset to the industry um, and we need more. I, I think people like you need as many voices and platforms as you can to speak because I think you are so healthy for the industry. So thank you so much for all the thank work you, you do and all the hard work and stuff because we really appreciate it. Thank you, Vicki. Bye. Thanks. All right, all right. Thanks, guys. All right. We'll see. Thank you for listening to From Nothing to Profit, a photographer's podcast with Matt and Kaya. Be sure to subscribe for more business strategy and ideas to help you create the profitable and successful business you've always wanted. See you on the next episode of From Nothing to Profit.